So I've just arrived at Whitechapel Station and I'm on my way to Bethnal Green to meet Corrie Klein, who's originally from America, Chicago, I think. I've got about a five minute walk from the main street here. Actually, they've got a market here today, up to almost Bethnal Green Station to a cafe that she has suggested. We're in the east end of London, or east part of London, just past the, the Royal London Hospital, which looks almost empty and the building next to it is, has been totally gutted. It's just bit of facade left. A lot of Indian, Pakistani community it looks like that we're in here. People heading to the mosque. There's actually lots of sweet stalls along this street and if I'd carried straight on I'd be heading to Mile End and to Bow but actually the traffic lights I'm about to turn left if I don't get run over here. The market along the street is a real mixture. It's got clothes. Oh good beautiful fish stall here. Vegetables. Much better than going to the supermarket. It's a cold February day, but the sun is out, which is lovely. Here we are, we're coming to Malcolm Place, and I'm just coming into a coffee shop in one of the arches. It's called 640 East. Coffee by day, beer by night, food for thought. Oh, we can maybe go sit over here. Okay, good idea. No, I should get you a coffee. No, yes. This is the Travelling Through Podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and today my guest is Corrie Klein. As well as being a regular customer to the bookshop, Corrie is a relocation and career coach, change facilitator and content creator. She has lived in many countries, and this is her story about London, the world and life. Hello, Corrie. Hey, it's Emma. lovely to see you here uh, after various abortive attempts of trying to catch up. <laughs> quite. Finally, come together over a podcast. Excellent. <laughs> and I've returned your water bottle, having <laughs> you left it at the at the shop when we were just closing because you got yeah, involved in yes. involved in the final party. I think you were behind the bar for I a think, part of it. I think I was, and I was also at the till. You were, <laughs> which was very fun checking people out. <laughs> and I was trying to remember the first time that we. Actually Actually met and I believe you came into the shop looking for a, a guidebook for Pennsylvania would that be right I, you know what I don't remember where but I, I got to put my love of Pilates which was the studio just down from you of course, yes, together yes. with my love of travel and books so <laughs> I'd always find myself going earlier and earlier to go into your shop and I, I believe you also used to come in for a quick espresso on the way and Absolutely. then a, a more chilled out one afterwards exactly after yes and I, I just remember you looking at me one point and saying where are you going this time <laughs> Thanks again for joining joining us and, and for introducing me to, to this part of East London, yes, which I've never yes. actually been to before. So let's get on to, the, on to our round of questions. What, what I'm planning to do is split it into three sections and then have some quick fire questions okay. in between just to make it a bit of fun. So <laughs> okay, <good>. <laughs> spontaneous. <laughs> um, so my first question, obviously, you're not from the UK yes, originally. I'm not. From your accent, we can tell that. So what, what actually brought you to London in the first place? Well, two things, really. Um, one is a man. <laughs> and uh, two, I came during university and absolutely fell in love with it. You know, there was something about growing up in the US that we didn't really click, mm -hmm. I think, mindset-wise. Right. And I remember coming here thinking, I'm home. And, and it was that intangible. I, d I didn't know if it was Wicked Willie at the time or what. It, there yes. was just so many things that I picked up a viz and went, this is so my humor. I was living down in Brazil. and um, Oh, wow, in Brazil. Yeah, Crikey. so I was living in Sao Paulo. And I came up to travel with Michael, who's now my husband, because we met at university in Germany. And he took me around Scotland, and we went to Glorious Goodwood and did all these things. And I was like, that's it, hopping on a plane and I'm moving here. So um, it, it just all clicked at the same time. And mm -hmm. 
you know, it was a very spontaneous decision. I think I showed up with three suitcases, basically. <laughs> That's a quite a lot of suitcases, actually, to show it, up with. It was, and I have to say, a little anecdotal side note. When I flew in, they said, where did you come from? And I said, Brazil. And they were ready to, I'm sure, search my suitcases. And they said, uh, nationality. I said, American. And they go, there you go, madam. <laughs> so you've, you've kind of, you and your then husband, or now husband, settled in, in London as, well, your, we, as your first we did. home. Yes. yes, we did. And your husband's and a Scot, is that right? He is. Yes, He's yes. from Edinburgh. Okay. So, yes, and he was living in East London way before it was trendy like it is now. We had derelict buildings next to us and whatever else. And, and so, so moving to, to London, I mean, obviously, it sounds like you were very well traveled before you came to London, so yes. used to different cultures. Yes. But did, what kind of challenges did you face, if you faced any? I, I did, and I faced two really big ones. Right. Um, one, I hadn't worked in four years, okay. and I didn't have a work permit, and I didn't have a job. So, Aha. so, so um, I, I had a network through my graduate school. So I kind of went to Everyone Meets First Tuesdays, no matter where you are in the world. So I kind of had a friends network that created sort of very quickly. Yes. But I just didn't know what I was going to do for work. And at the same time, the other part of the story is I left my ex-husband in Brazil. I and see. So I was going <laughs> through a divorce, oh, which, right. while not tricky from a normal standpoint, were very amicable. But he was like my brother. So it was like cutting off a limb. Right. We've been together for 10 years. So, and in a way, not having a job and having worked to work so hard to find one yes. probably helped me in my depressive state that yeah. I went through after I left him. Of course. And you say it was a graduate network yes, that you had. Yes. So, was so that like I, an international network? Yeah, or I, a... I went to this crazy graduate school in Arizona, which is now part of Arizona State um, University. But at the time, it was on an old Air Force base. And yeah. so it was. It started out as a trade school, but it grew into this international business school. Mm -hmm. And so loads of people came from abroad, went abroad. I so see. if you showed up in any city, pretty much anywhere in the world, on the first Tuesday, yes. there was a meetup. Okay, I see. So you could so just meet people who had migrated there or whatever. So yeah. my my whole first big group of people that I knew were T-Birds. Our school's called Thunderbird. We used to meet over in Kensington. Um, but yeah, it was. A really good way to get to know people. I wonder whether they're, they're still running. I imagine they probably It's a good are. question. I, I, I wonder too. Mm -hmm. Just um, for people moving to, to London, time. whether that's something that's... Yes, exactly. Because we used to go to them in Brazil as well. And, okay. and the other nice thing is you didn't even have to live there. But if you happen to be traveling for work, you could just pop in um, and, and meet as well. So when I moved to Hong Kong, it was the same. I met a number of people through the network. So. Okay. And through this network, is that where you got your inspiration? In, in terms of what to do next for a job? I mean, like four years not working. Yeah. It, it is quite um, a... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I, um, it's where I met a lot of people, though. Right. So I made a lot of contacts because you could go online mm -hmm. and sort of look at who was doing what jobs. So mm -hmm. you could call people up okay. and sort of have a chat with them. And your background from university... Yeah, was, was... banking. Okay. Um, so, so finance. And okay. so I just sort of naturally fell into that with my international experience. Yes. That's, uh... um, that helped. Although the job I eventually got, the, the woman who hired me was hilarious. She said, I'm not sure if you're the right hire, <laughs> which I laughed at. She goes, but I really like you, so let's go with it. 
in in spite of all the different permutations of the company, I'm still working with them now because they're like family. That's amazing. <laughs> so it just shows that it paid off. It paid <laughs> off. Yeah, I love a win-win. So. A win-win. Very hope. much so. Yes, and also London being the centre of banking, certainly still yes. at the moment. That's, that's yeah, a, exactly was a, a a good place to it kind was. of land, as it were. And and I think it was one of the one of the reasons it was very easy for me to get. A work permit. Did they sponsor you then? They did. Okay. They sponsored me, but it was it was very easy to do in the end. Okay. So obviously you so your challenges were very much work and yes. uh, I forgot what your other challenges and were. And personal, so personals. Oh yes, yeah. Of but um I had a really good network and one of them recommended a fantastic therapist. So I saw this amazing therapist for about a year and a half. Right. And uh, got to work through a lot of stuff. So so in the end they they were both such good things. Mm-hmm. And this was at the same time as your relationship relationship with your now husband had, had begun. Yeah, well, well, we I think we took about a three-year break during oh, this you, period. Just to let you sort yourself out. <laughs> Pretty much. Of, that's probably very sensible, yes. too, so you yeah. could get your head around it. And, it's it's and, true, uh, and we would still travel together, even sometimes when we were barely speaking. Oh, dear. <laughs> we always loved each other. We were always such good friends. We've been friends since our early 20s, when mm. Michael was about 19. So we were always there for each other. Right. We just didn't always know how to be there for each other, okay. in, in a way. So then we eventually got back together. And then yes, got married. So. How extraordinary! Well, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Exactly. Isn't it? Okay, so obviously that was a reason why you decided to stay in yes. London. But between that period of arriving and staying in London, have you been elsewhere and then come back to um, London? And, yes, yeah. actually, for for work, I was here for about eight years, and then um, Michael got a job opportunity in Hong Kong. So we moved out there, and my company at the same time said, "Oh, we have nobody in Asia." So it was great. I kind of got to take my job to Asia. Right. Okay. Um, and we were out there for four years and what period of was that was so that, that was about 2006 Hong? through 2000 early 2009 right. end of 2009 then um, he was transferred to Chicago which is where I'm from so kicking and screaming you <laughs> went back home I went back were. to Chicago in December just at the end of 2009 when the U.S. was in a terrible recession oh, wow. so um, fun and games but um, but fortunately, again, I got to take my job with me, so I, I didn't need to look for work, so that was great. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we spent a couple years in Chicago while he was working for head office. Then they asked us to move to Lausanne in Switzerland, oh, basically, because wow. they had some troubles in the office, so they said, can you go fix it? Yes. So I went to Lausanne, and I still worked back in the States and then in London, mainly, so yeah. just traveling like crazy. So living in Lausanne, is this where you're, you no doubt have a very uh, passionate desire to ski or yes. not? You're either one or the other, I think. <laughs> exactly. Well, I grew up skiing, okay. and then I, I had a bit of a break. But yes, living there, because I had a very flexible job. So mm. I would wake up, and it was sunny, and I'd go, Verbier <laughs> was only about an hour away. So I get my skis in the car. I'd hop in, ski yeah. for three quarters of a day, half a day, fantastic. and then come home, do my shopping, and then dinner. So wow. it was absolutely fantastic. And yes, that's how we ended up buying the place in the French Alps. When we knew we were moving back to London, we just thought, can't come back to London without something. Yeah, you need, so. you need to have somewhere to escape to. Exactly. I think that is something about London, isn't it? That, that uh, although it's a fantastic city and there's so much to do, yeah. there are moments where you just want to get out and have a yeah. breathe some fresh air and get away from there. Very much so. I think that's particularly the case living in such an urban part. Sure. Of, of London. We have trees around, but you have to really go looking for them. Because yeah, although we're, in we of are cases. in Whitechapel, Bethnal <clears throat> Green area, you're, yeah. you're a bit further 
East just a little bit in, in Stepney. So, you know, there's Victoria Park, which is fabulous. But when I first got here, girls were still being attacked in Victoria Park during right. the day. So you just didn't so go in. So it was in. not safe. No. I, I had never moved, been to Victoria Park till I moved back. Victoria Park now has, does it have a Lido? Does it it doesn't, but it, it has doesn't. an absolutely fantastic food market. Yeah. And, you know, it sort of became Fulham of the East because you could buy these absolutely fantastic terrace houses for half a million, basically. Yeah. So people would come in and do them up. The park is just so heavily used now. It's wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, at the yeah. time, it just wasn't the case. Yeah. I mean, that's very much a changing face of, mm. of London. How exactly. I don't know whether it's, do you call it gentrification <clears> or just um, change? Or the need for everybody wants to have mm. safe parks to, to, yes, exactly. to run around in. And but I think probably a combination of both because you did have some great housing stock. But of course, East London was so heavily bombed, especially at the end of the war, mm. that you had a, a, a lot of estates built and a lot of sort of iffy housing. So mm. some of that has been torn down or redone. Yes. Um, so I think it's a combination of both because there are loads and loads of new flats Right. Being built around the area just to satisfy that sort of demand for housing. Yes. Okay. We'll go on to a quick round of questions now. Excellent. Favorite form of London transport? Bus or the tube or something um, else? No, the Santander bikes. The Santander bikes. Absolutely they love all... them. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, because we're we're on a, a bike cycle super highway. Yes. So we've got a station right in front of our house. Um, Ninety pound a year. And you can use them as much as you want for 30 oh, minutes a time. That's amazing they because... They are brilliant. Yes, I've only used one once when I had a puncture on my oh, own right. bicycle. <laughs> and I think it was £2 for... You had to pay up front. Exactly. And, but you got half an hour free. Exactly. But I never knew... Did you get your, Did I get my £2 back? I'm never quite, I don't quite think sure. so. I don't think you do. No. But and you, we have a huge canal network around here as well. So cycling okay. on the canals is... Right. Uh, not for the faint of heart during um, commuter time, but <laughs> much more relaxed at okay, times. Okay, so it's very, very... So, uh, but it's really fun. Okay. Um, Favourite place on a sunny day? A London park or the Thames? Yeah, I'd have to go with Victoria Park these days. Mm-hmm. It's just so lovely and it's really... Families out and it's just so nice. Are there cafes in there or is it just... There are cafes. Your... Okay. There's not a Lido, but there's a big pond. Right. So there are cafes on the pond and... Sure. Um, and a g- fabulous food market on Sunday mornings. Oh, okay. So I've never been. So Which I must is try absolutely that. brilliant. So, yeah, is it like a farmers fun. market? Or, um, or, or farm, just... There is a farmers market, but mm-hmm. it's also loads of food trucks, okay, and they have a little so... gin bar, and they have <clears throat> all kinds of stuff. So, so that's in the lovely. morning from say like yeah, 10 I o'clock think it till... starts about yeah ten ten thirty okay. and goes all afternoon. Okay, or oh, I have to try that one day. So yeah, it's really great. Okay. Um, favorite London expression, or perhaps I should say something. <laughs> Do you have one? Or if not, an English phrase? <laughs> yeah, I really have to, to think about that. I'm trying to think of a specific one. I spent a lot of my time sitting in taxis, mm-hmm. listening to sort of your East London taxi drivers. They, they've got a lot of phrases. <laughs> they've got a lot of them. You know, I love the whole, how many would you like? Free <laughs> instead of three. So, yeah, it's not an expression per se, but, but yeah. just sort of the, the typical East London stuff. I, yeah, I just and the accent. The, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I got really good at understanding them speaking forward. <laughs> okay. Street food or pub grub? Mm, street food every day, yeah. Yeah, okay. And by sounds of things, there's a lot of it in, in Victoria Park. And um, all, right, all, all over East London. Do you have a favorite place yeah, that you like to go over. for? street food? I think at the moment it probably would be Victoria Park 
just because the park around it. Mm -hmm. um, because I think a lot of the ones that are really great get really crowded and you don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's probably my yeah. favorite. And also it's quite nice to have street food where there is a park or somewhere to go yes, and sit exactly. and enjoy it before it gets cold exactly. as well. Exactly, so yeah. It's nearby. Exactly. Okay, the next serious round of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you say um, home was originally... Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Do you have a desire to go back there again? No way. Apart from the um, time in which you, you obviously did spend <laughs> and, two and years I was, there. I was lucky to have gone back because I got to see a lot of reasons why I don't like living in America, but it also explained why I do certain things. And so it was, okay. it was really nice to get a slice of that. But it kind of cemented for me why I left America to, to begin with. So, so what kind of things do you, do you mean? What, what specifically didn't you like about being um, in America? There is a certain sense of, how do I call it, paranoia, I think. You know, and, and someone said something to, to me in Hong Kong. And I was, I was like, wow, I remember that. She said, oh, yeah, I have a really good job. But I feel like there are 10 people behind me who are better qualified to do my job than I am. And I thought, God, what a terrible way to live. Yes. But there's, I think there's a sense that businesses do you a favor. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. everyone interviews you as opposed yeah. to what you're looking for. I, I don't think we sort of grew up with that. It felt like a luxury to, to actually want to do something. And do you think that was more mm -hmm. related to women than men? No, no, I don't, no. honestly. Okay. And I think, I think it's even worse because the other thing absolutely drives me crazy is the healthcare system. Which is very expensive, it's isn't it? not only expensive, but um, very job dependent. And I think that goes along with that paranoia that if you lose your job, you lose your benefits. Right. Um, not that, you know, Obamacare did help, but obviously Trump has been trying to unwind that. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just makes life feel very, I think, hard and oppressive. Right. Okay. And, um, and you and, have hardly any holidays. And you really have hardly any holidays. Mm -hmm. And honestly, people do live to work. Mm -hmm. And I think they don't feel like they, they can have that luxury of working to, to live, yes, really. Yeah. Because as you say, I mean, I, I was in banking, so I got a month holiday anyway. <laughs> but most people didn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you look at zero, zero hours co uh, contracts, that's what we grew up with. Most, most people didn't have a contract. Right. So okay. I might have had a, been hired for a, a, a job where I, where I was paid a monthly salary. But I knew people who worked 35, you know, 38 hours a week. Mm -hmm. with basically you get the hours we give you or not right no benefits nothing wow that's... so they effectively worked full-time but didn't yes yeah um, and again that whole idea that the employer is doing you a favor people have worked like that for decades and yeah. decades. Yeah, yeah. so it's i think it's just um it's a tough system and as you get older it doesn't really get any better no i don't no. think and that's why you see a lot of americans coming to to london and the uk and it's that a trip of a lifetime because absolutely. that is actually the only time yeah. they have to do it because yeah. they don't get the time off absolutely so no with there's a huge difference between the have and have nots and i think in places like the states it's just grown mm -hmm. so wide right oh, yeah. that it's hard to see it coming back from that mm -hmm. so I, I find it very sad mm. and now the uk you feel very comfortable being here as your do you call it your, your oh absolutely such, and I, yeah. I was naturalized in 2005 Oh, were you? Okay. So, so. Yeah. So I, I did it by having a job and being of here. Course. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's felt home for me. And even when we moved abroad, people would ask me where I'm from. And I'd say, well, originally the States, but I didn't feel very tied to it. You know, we kept a flat here and yes. we always came home here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's been more than 20 years. Mm. Definitely home. So 
saying all that, what is it, what's your fondest memory? If you had one memory that you wanted to hang on to as being all the thing to, about Chicago, well, what, it, what um, would it be that kind of yeah, is the positive that's, side? That's of it? so interesting because for me, it's around family, a very close okay. family. And we used to, I grew up in the suburbs, but I love downtown because the tall buildings and the lights and every Christmas Eve we'd drive down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, we would go have a drink when I was older, but at the Ritz Carlton, and it was and it was sort of connected to this really cool shopping mall. So it was, you know, a, a, like a, a tall nine-story one or twelve-story one or something. Yes, yeah. And it was it just epitomizes epitomized everything for me mm -hmm. that was urban and interesting and exciting mm -hmm. and fun mm -hmm. and yeah. the Christmas lights and yeah. That, I mean, that's very very interesting because for me it's a, a similar thing that. We're, for, for Christmas was, was is one of my fondest memories of, mm. of Edinburgh actually right. <laughs> so yeah. going yeah. with my father and and um, going to this this department store mm. called Jenner's and there was yeah. a big Christmas tree that goes right up Jenner's. the center and it, it oh. was just a magical moment we always went on Christmas Eve yeah. and it was for us as young children yeah. uh, particularly my sister and I my brother was too young it was just a magical moment yeah. and I used to look forward to that every year <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely so, the same so, yes okay another quick round of questions for you are you a cinema or a theater goer Gosh, I would always say theater, but I've been to the cinema more recently lately, so okay. I think I need to change that. <laughs> and do you, do you have a favorite London venue then, go, your go-to place? I know, I mean, obviously it's probably related to yes. the film that's being shown, but is there, is there yeah, a, probably. a great Although I cozy do have cinema to say, around here? Um, I love the Everyman, <laughs> just because I love the big comfy chairs. Yeah. And, is there one around here? Yeah, there's, there's one in Canary Wharf. Okay, so, so you go, you go yeah, there. but it's very easy for us to get to. We can cycle over there. And is that you've got a docking station outside your house? We and do. Run by yeah. the cinema. I mean, that's the one thing about the cycle cycling uh, system. It, there are a lot of docking oh, stations. Oh yeah, there are. But I have <laughs> once when I was in. It was pouring with rain, and all the docking stations near where I wanted to be were full. Of course. And I had to <laughs> cycle. I don't know, about a 20-minute walk away, and I got absolutely <laughs> drenched. That definitely it? does happen. It yeah. does, yes. It's, and, but I love the app, because you can look on the app where you want to go. That's true. And how yes. many free ones there are, and if you need a backup, where that is. Maybe that's where I went wrong. I hadn't downloaded <laughs> the app. It does help. <laughs> dinner or nightlife to dawn? At dinner, yeah. And do you have a favorite go-to place for, for dinner? Uh, more and more... We really love to cook at home. Okay. We just went to Billingsgate to buy fish. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I haven't ever done and that. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, and we had never done it either. We were like, what took us so long? So we had scallops, <laughs> we had prawns, and it was just so nice. And did you have to, to barter for the, for no, the fish? No, 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 no. no, no. no. But it's so reasonable. Oh, mm. my God. We went with friends. And so we're standing outside splitting apart scallops. <laughs> you have to bring extra bags of gloves, which we didn't have. Oh, <laughs> But more and more, I, I like to do that. But I do like a restaurant around here. It's not that far called Bistro Tech. And it's in an old warehouse. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even have a sign on the door. Fantastic. And they That's do a kind of the most amazing fish and chips. Do they? Just small portion, lovely. Oh, sounds good. So It's on my list then. I definitely so, want yeah, to go there it's, too. It's, it's really fun because it's very urban. Um, but you have to know what you're looking for. Okay, right. Is it, I imagine if I Google it, I shall find it. I'm sure. <laughs> Favorite place to go walking or cycling in or around London? Definitely. Well, my favorite place is along the canals mm -hmm. because I do love the water. Yeah. And it just makes me feel like, I don't want to say I'm somewhere else, but it brings nature. It sort of takes my stress level from one level down to another. 
just because you're on the water. Mm. So, because I'm a run director at Park Run. Well, so is Michael. We both are. You both do that. Um, yeah. And so after a park run, we walk along the canal. To, this is the Regent's Canal. Yes, yes exactly. So. Oh, and I have to plug my other favorite place to go because okay. we go. We actually have a yurt. Oh, do you? We do. And they serve breakfast, lunch. They serve cocktails in the evening. It's absolutely fantastic. They keep threatening to tear it down yes. because it's got a great piece of land. Right. But it's St. Catherine's Precinct. Okay, and it's absolutely so, fantastic. So we walk along the canal to Limehouse, yes, and then go to the Yurt. So, so, um, so it's it's a very it, it's so typically East London, mm-hmm. but feeling like you're not urban in a way. Because yes, yes, it is so urban. Yet we have all these quirky things that you can kind of do. And sort of the Regent's Canal is always something that you you forget is there because it's it, it's there, but it's always people mm. that your default gen or a lot of people's default, including mine, is density yeah. to the Thames. Exactly. So, and um, when I when I first moved over so I lived in North London for a little while and people said oh there's this great canal system but it's not really safe <laughs> oh, <there's... laughs> well thanks um, and now again it's changed yes so, so much so it's true. It, you know there there's yeah. stretches where you've had some pickpockets and stuff but for the most part yeah. it's so totally yes safe. I, I've walked the section now from around Maida Vale Ven- oh, yeah, Venice yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to to King's Cross yes. I think that section that's we can really cycle so. from here to King's Cross can you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, so, it just gets you off the road. I know, and it, just it does. Much you have to so. cross up in Islington. You have to go across the road and then back down on, onto the canal. But mm. besides that, it's on yeah. the canals the whole way. I must try that section then. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> on the list. The other things is on, on sort of the weekends, they've opened up loads of coffee shops and different things along the canal so you can stop and have a coffee or sure. whatever you want. Okay, we're moving ding ding onto our third <laughs> round of questions. So you clearly you've lived from what we've, you've been saying in a, in in a lot of places around yes. the world. But if you could live anywhere in the world, mm. where would it be? Well, I've a, I've a different sort of answer to this question okay. because it's never going to be one place. I love living in in different places. So I, I had to think about that and sort of I think my ideal is to have a small place in his, in a smaller city center and then. Little place in the mountains. Yes. And then I'd love to have a house sort of in the south of France, <laughs> just so that I could go between... Sea, mountain, city, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sea, mountain, city. Because I always saw myself as a beach person mm-hmm. till I moved to the mountains. And then I went, oh my God, I'm really not. But I realize it's different things satisfy different parts of me. I think so. So living in nature, but I don't want to be in nature all the time. Mm. Because I love the city, but I don't want to be in the city all the time because then I feel stifled and suffocated. So, so that's kind of my ideal. Right. Okay. Well, that I, I think I could go along with that <laughs> that ideal. I, I think possibly that would be my answer to the question too. Yeah. It's it's very hard to choose one particular place. Yeah. But some people know very very def- mm. definitely or definitively where where yes. they want to be. Um, which I, I suppose leads, leads me on to my next question, um, and I probably know the answer to this already, is um, do you have a wanderlust, or are you very much an armchair traveler? I have such itchy feet. <laughs> no. no question about it. And that doesn't mean I don't love my armchair sometimes. Of course. But um, no, definitely, definitely wanderlust. Yeah. Uh, have you got somewhere on the horizon to visit that you haven't been to before that's uh, yes, um, getting your actually. feet itchy? So we're planning next summer on taking a driving trip through I've never been to Sweden I've done Nor- I've done Norway and way northern Norway but we're going to do Sweden the Baltics so I think we're going to take maybe five or six weeks 
Very nice. And and just sort of drive around and take our time, and because I've I've never done a lot of that part of the world. Mm -hmm. so. And in, in the summer or the spring, <clears throat> yes, in the summer, yeah, yeah. So exactly. you get the most of the light. Exactly. So, yes. Probably won't sleep for a couple of months, but <laughs> <laughs> probably. But I can live with that. And so. Based on so far, what place has had the, would you say, has had the biggest impact on you? Yeah, it's interesting because I would say, um, yeah, probably the first time I came to the UK because it honestly was the first time that I felt like I belonged somewhere. Growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, whenever I would travel, I would always get the same question when I came back. When are you going to settle down and come home? Yeah. <laughs> you don't get me at all. <laughs> And so I, I knew when I came over here, because I was studying in Germany at the time. Yes. And I knew when I came here that you know, that's what led me to the International Business School, because I, I just knew I wanted, wanted to leave the U.S. And mm. I think I figured that out when I came to visit here. So it wasn't Brazil, because you spent, was it 10 years you spent um, in Brazil? No. I, I, so, uh, yeah. I graduated from graduate school, and I got on a flight the next day down to the Amazon basin. That Spontaneous, was, or did he Well, just... no, that was husband number one. Okay, so that was... And he was working already... on a shrimp farming project right. in the Amazon. And he graduated a semester before me. Yes. So I hopped on a plane and met him down there. So was that in Manaus? Or... No, it was in you... Belém de Pará. So if Manaus is inland down the, yes. the Amazon, uh, Belém's at the mouth of the Amazon. Oh, okay. And it was in 98 um, okay. that I... No, sorry, 89, 89, 89 that I, I moved down there. So oh. I was I, my 25th birthday when I was down there. And I remember sitting in this restaurant with parrots flying on, claws <laughs> flying all over, rat, just giant rats in the bushes oh, and eating just gosh, the craziest things, just... thinking, I've never done anything in my life. <laughs> Sounds like that did have a bit of an it, impact it on did. you as well. So. It did. Mm. Um, and I, th I think moving out to Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. did as well because that was it was such a great time in our lives our parents were healthy and we we just had a great life out there you could relax so, not, not yeah. to worry about home or, exactly yeah. so it was fun but I think impact wise um still my 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 first semester in Europe is yes really okay. set I think I think set the tone for the rest set of my life set the tone really. and set the scene <laughs> exactly so I suppose there are people thinking about coming to London and certainly when I had the bookshop, there were a lot of people who just arrived in London and yeah. came to a bookshop because they felt it was somewhere that they could have a chat or be yes. feel comfortable in. And there were various meetups that we had there mm. that people would come to as well. But if there was one piece of advice that you would give somebody moving to London for the first time, what, what would that be? I think my advice would be to relax about meeting people because when you move to somewhere new, it's easy to want to find, oh, where's my new best friend? Or how, how do I find the people that I'm going to relate to? It'll, it happens. It's London. Mm. God knows. There, everybody, you know, there's so many different kind of people here. So it's just a matter of getting out and finding the things you love to do. Yes. Yeah. Like parkrun for us, because we've made so many friends. Moving back was really hard because a lot of our friends had left. Right. So we had to kind of start over a little um, in, in a town that you know so well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's do the things you love. There are so many things to do. So get out and do them and, mm -hmm. and, and leave 
the getting to know, you know, meeting people and all that, it, it'll happen. It will Just, happen. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to talk to people mm-hmm. because I think sometimes people might seem a bit standoffish. Yeah, it can be a bit intimidating, it, I think, it can, initially. But but New York was the same way. Paris is the same way. If you make the first step, Yes. and open a conversation, mm-hmm. people will talk to you. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right about the sense of going to places, into environments where you already feel comfortable and, exactly. and it's something that you like doing because exactly. the likelihood is others will be there for the sure. same reason. Like the bookshop. So, yes. You can end up yes. talking to people, someone standing next to you about travel. There are so many different things, theater groups or going, going to, to see the cinema. cinema. I mean, there are so many things that you can sign up to do or... Or just show up and do. Yes. That um, if if you're willing to put yourself out there a Mm -hmm. bit, even if it's uncomfortable, I would say chase that that discomfort Mm -hmm. a bit. Yes. Right? Push yourself out of that comfort zone. Yes. Because the payoff is so great. Mm -hmm. And I suppose the advice you've just you've just given the listeners here will be the advice you'll be taking yourself because you're about to move to Glasgow, I hear. We are about to move to Glasgow. (laughs) So So that's exactly the advice. (laughs) And that's the advice I tried to take when we went up there recently to visit. Right. Without coming across as a weirdo and talking to everybody. (laughs) You know, it's it's going into a running shop and just opening up a conversation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about, do you guys have running groups? Do you have this do you have that and people love to talk about what they do when they they're do. fired up about it yes yes um so sometimes i think it's just opening the door yes, yeah, yes. and i was so enthusiastic when i first moved here mm-hmm. i was talking to everyone because i was just so excited yeah <laughs> and it was and it was very easy to start that conversation mm-hmm. so i think that's the best way for me definitely and it. i think even if you are a bit nervous and quiet and and uh, reserved it, it's it's worth just stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit just to exactly. just to make that start chatting exactly because so, you probably find the person who you're talking to is also just as nervous or, <laughs> or reserved you too. know it's so funny that you say that because i i sort of just recently did a little test because I, I did coaching as well. And so it, it was really more of, I wonder if I do things differently, how it'd work out. And I was, I was in a coffee shop on Lower Marsh mm-hmm. and I accidentally knocked into someone and they spilled their coffee. And I, in the past, I probably would have been really defensive about it. And I just looked at this gal and said, I don't know what's going on. I feel so clumsy today. <laughs> <laughs> and she turned around and gave me the nicest smile and said, oh my God, me too. <laughs> and it's and it's just being a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. Exactly. And and just that's what I mean kind of about putting yourself out there a little yes. bit. Yeah. Because it, it was it just made my day so much nicer. Mm-hmm. And it makes meeting people just that much I think easier. Definitely. And so you just, I just caught the end of you say that you do some coaching work. I do. Work. And is this, um, do you do this freelance or are you doing Well, I work with a partner out of the States, but mm-hmm. I also do coaching myself. Right. So with my coaching partner, I do career transformation, career reinvention. Oh, okay. But one of my specialties, um, what I really like to do is I help people Relo- integrate when they relocate or I've just coached somebody who wanted to move abroad but was struggling to figure out how to do it right and I'm so happy to say that she's living in Canada and, and mm-hmm. is is absolutely loving it oh, so, wow. so so there are a couple things around mm-hmm. it because I've moved around so much okay yes um I, I know how lonely and terrifying it can be yeah it's it's kind of just more short-term coaching kind mm-hmm. of getting from sort of one place to another. To another. And do, do you have a website for this? Is this something that listeners could... I could, do. Uh, yeah, so. I do. It's... Um, I'm trying to remember what it is. <laughs> I think it's just Corey.Klein. Corey Klein. 
<laughs> you've forgotten. Don't I worry. Know. What we'll do, I'll, I'll get that from you. And what we'll do is we'll, if you're happy, yeah. we'll put it in the show notes. And yeah, then, perfect. And I've also written some articles about different themes around moving to new places and anxiety. And, and you know what? I've just tried to share some of my experiences with people. Um, and I've done other interviews with other people and their experiences. So I've, I've written some articles about it. Too. Okay, that's wonderful. We'll make sure the links are on, on the show notes for the I'll, listeners. I, and I will so. memorize what that is now. Cause <laughs> I caught you out. Oh, well, well, look, Corrie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast show and sharing your story and thoughts of London, the world, and life with us today. We'll obviously share your links online or on the show, in the show notes. And to all our Travelling Through podcast listeners out there, I hope it's been inspiring for you and you've got some takeaways from the show today. Of course, we'll put the links to everything we've discussed in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do give us a rating and a review. Corrie will want to know what what it is as well, I'm sure. <laughs> um, please do subscribe. And finally, please share this podcast with your friends. We'll be back next week with more travelling through tales from London's melting pot of cultures, the London Pool. What makes you stay and what makes you leave? But for now, take care and thanks for listening. <laughs>